You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the premiere episode of Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the fanatic in you. I'm your host with the most, Val Cisco, and today we're going to be giving you the segment known as Pop 5. Dun, dun, dun. And of course, my guest today is my brother from another mother, Danny Mac. How you doing, bro? Goosebumps. I got goosebumps. Okay, the guy has goosebumps. Today's episode on Pop 5, for people that don't know what Pop 5 is, it is a segment which I created based on popular culture, and we rank them from 5 all the way to number 1. Usually these are our personal picks, so they're not ranked by Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. No, 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 no. This is just us having fun, giving our two cents on what we like and what we love. Today's topic is going to be horror slasher movies. Yes, everybody, slasher movies. We're getting down to the Halloween spirit. All these different movies and shows are coming like American Horror Story 84. And a whole bunch of remakes or revisions of movies are coming as well, too. So you know what? Let's start off the Halloween season right. Bro, I know you are a huge fan of horror. Tell me. What do you feel about horror movies? Why do you think people love horror movies, especially slasher movies, so much? I'm myself, it's the unpredictability. Uh, finding a horror movie where you can do almost anything you want to do. Uh, it could be graphic, it could be vile, it can be sinister. So you put those into perspective and you gain like a whole plethora of, of uh, unnecessary violence, gore, blood, whatever you want to do, you can put it into... Uh, it's, it's uncategorized. I got you. I got you. I, for me, I, I love slasher movies, horror movies, but specifically slashers because, um, you get different perspectives of the movie you're watching, whether it's like the POV version of the killer and, um, what their intentions are for killing somebody or even just the person, the, the, the main character trying to run away, whether it's like the, the all-American version or the, the unsuspected hero. I think slashers are fantastic. I think um, they say a lot about what's happening in society today within certain movies and certain genres. So, um, yeah, I think slashers are, like, are a sleeper hit for some people. The, the, the mainstay for me, I mean, I, I enjoy watching a good slasher of... of even somebody getting like uh hor- horribly murdered you know yeah man just look, at, just look at it it's just you can depict on like what what type of sense what type of uh a pain and humiliation that the person is going through 
you're pretty messed up. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fucked up, bro. Uh, <laughs> right? It went dark right That's there. Hard. I mean, and I gotta say, slashers are. All in when it comes to pop culture, man. When you're looking at like certain masks, like the the William Shatner mask for Halloween, and how how that's so iconic, or the ghost face mask, hockey mask of Jason, hockey know. mask of Jason, so simple like that, or just you know the knife from you know Child's Play, something a weaponry that iconic can can judge like a character, yeah, like a chainsaw or chainsaw. you know things of that nature. Uh, we have our top five list. I I said before the podcast, bro. My fucking list is going to be a lot different from yours. I think maybe we're going to settle on one or two, but I guarantee you three of them are going to be totally different compared to what you have. I expect that. I expect that totally. So uh, without further ado, let's kind of get into the nitty gritty of everything. Tell me your number five. Number five, it's it's kind of like you're not going to even like... It's a, it's a go-getter. So I, I'm a big fan of the Saw series. Mm-hmm. So let's go go back to the early 2000s where, you know, horror, horror was still, like, a good, you know, good flick to watch on. And, you know, you had the new franchise with Saw. Very grotesque. Very, yeah, it, it's, it, it brought a graphic and brought a lot of attention on, on the mainstream audience, uh, America worldwide. It was it was so violent. It was so violent. It was it was very graphic. Uh, just watching all those all those uh, seven movies. Which is the movie that you prefer as your number five? Saw two. Okay, I do prefer Saw two out of all of them. But tell me why. But the best one is uh, it's 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 not just the home of itself. It's the swerve, where you think Amanda, the serial killer, is is. In the in the room with the officer, who's the officer again? Uh, Mark Wahlberg's brother. He plays a character, and his son is trapped with all these other vile criminals uh, in a house. Yeah. And to play the game, uh, Amanda uses her 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 ability to like do these tactics and these extreme like uh, brutal uh, traps, uh, setting uh, upon these uh, criminals and the crooks. And she has uh, messages uh, of leading on to why they're there in the first place. And it sets a swerve where she's the actual killer and not Jigsaw. And she was Jigsaw's protege this whole entire time. She got away with the murder. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Saw 2. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I just got too much of in it. But like, I, I feel like Amanda was one of the best serial killers uh, uh, ever produced in the early 2000s. She was definitely my mainstay uh, of the Saw franchise. Okay. Uh, I definitely like Saw 2. Um, to me, it's one of my favorites as well, too. So I think it's a great choice. It's not on my list, but it is a great choice. I do like the swerve with Amanda revealing herself at the end uh, to be the first girl in the, in the first Saw movie with the trap on that escapes. So um, I like to see that swerve. That was a fun little swerve. And with Saw, I think you saw the first three to four movies, the, the swerves were pretty fun. After that, they kind of got a little out there. Childish. A little bit. But I do like the gore in Saw 2. I... I I love my man, my, my Puerto Rican man that's like cutting his own neck for the number and tossing people in syringes and shit like that. Like that movie is graphic as it hell. But to me, I think the characters are very flush. I think you have something that you you're rooting for these characters throughout this movie. So I, I get that. Even though they're like bad you're people. For criminals that did bad things. You do. And then in, in some weird way, you know, Jigsaw is has a point of what he's doing. He's making people suffer for... Even though the guy died, you yeah. know, he still haunts you to this day with, with messages flurring through, through pre-recorded tapes and, and, and his puppet, his mainstay creepy puppet, Billy the Puppet, uh, saying these things whenever the TV shows. Now you know, whenever you want to play a game, you see that, you see that message and it's so iconic, you, you, can't, you can't stay away from it. It gives you that, that 
goosebumps yep. that I said referred to earlier on. Definitely, definitely gives you that goosebumps right there. Um, uh, I'll propose a question for you. Um, Saw franchise, you know, almost, you know, a decade, a little bit more of a decade into these movies right here. Um, last movie that came out was the Jigsaw movie. Do you still feel like there is an audience for the Saw movies, or do you think it kind of... It, it, it ran its course. It ran its course. It mainstayed its purpose. The purpose was for uh, um, Jigsaw, the main, the main character, to uh, flourish, and and the main the his purpose was to put fear on all these people mm-hmm. uh, doing bad things. And the whole thing was value life. But I think and and further on, they they definitely did a number with this character, and they definitely did a number with. Uh, uh, corny acts, uh, corny uh, uh, criminals that didn't matter. The plots all connected, yeah. But where are we going? Where are we getting at? You know, we're just just be, being repetitive. Yeah, definitely. Jigsaw, agent of chaos, someone who who wants to put the idea of chaos and unpredictability into everybody else's mind. Um, kind of like the upcoming Joker movie that's coming up very soon too. So you know, very fun parallels with that character right there. Um, it was thing is it was very predictable and you can guess who the killer was further on um there were just like how many traps can you do you know yes but those first three movies those tro- those the trilogy they should have ended like that on a high note uh of course you know it was good to to make money off of these it was a cash cow but um i feel like it, it overstayed its purpose it was always the purpose of 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 ending uh a thing a, a reality of, of people like doing these heinous things and you get shit for it yeah I feel you, man. Saw too. Great choice for your number five, sir. What is your number five, sir? My number five is um, a little recent right now. Um, I will say that, in my opinion, the slasher genre, I thought it was dead for a while. I thought we were just getting, like, Saw movies and, like, B to C-class movies, which are fun and I do love. Um, But at the same token, I, I thought this movie was... A sleeper hit for me, and I was—I really was making fun of it when I first saw the commercials. But then something told me to see it, and I saw this by myself um, last year. And I gotta say, I fucking enjoyed it from top to bottom. It was a ride, and it's very uh, much—it it, harkens to what's happening today in the, in the pop culture, what everybody's dealing with today, especially with all like the fear farms and the and the, the circus acts and the little. Um, the carnival rides you do for Halloween these days, the scare fest, the haunted houses. So yes, my number five pick is 2018's Hellfest. I think this movie was, to me, it was unpredictable, but also played the same horror tropes as every other slasher movie does play with. You know, you have the main girl who, you know, is pretty nice. You know, she has a little bit of a backstory, but, you know, she's a person that you think is going to stay throughout the end of the movie. You have, you know, the badass chick. You have the jock guy. You have the guy that kind of likes the girl as well, too. You know, the mainstays that are always in these movies. The thing about this movie is that it kind of it updates the slasher genre to a current to a current time right now where everybody's having fun in the haunted house attractions this shit can really happen you can have someone dressed up like i don't know um, um michael myers or you can have him dress up the cl- uh, as killjoy the clown or something something egg, exactly someone crazy and then out of nowhere you get murdered in one of these little haunted attractions so this movie kind of revolves around that where you have just one killer just killing people in these traveling haunting uh haunted circuses if you will um hellfest has 
a, a bunch of not well-known actors, and I like it because sometimes it builds a lot of characters for people that you may not have seen before, but you're rooting for as well, too. You're not too invested in them at first, but they're fun as hell. Um, I think the main the main killer is very ominous. I think that because he is so and very much spoiler alerts for Hellfest right there, people haven't watched it, I think the killer... It's made to look very... Have you ever seen Hellfest yourself? I did not see it. Okay. I, I, I won't spoil too much for it right here. But when you first see the killer, he's very much someone that's very much like an average Joe. Like someone who just picks up a mask and puts a hood on and just slashes and dashes people. So it's like a serial killer, but he can be any, he or she can be anybody. Pretty much. It does play with that, with that notion right there. And I will say the kills are very satisfying. They're very much carnival-based kind of kills, so I think you'll like that as well too. There's even... A point. I'll spoil this right here. Been wanting to see it. Where one of the main characters falls on one of those um those strong man with the hammer things with the thing with the buttons. Oh yeah. His head falls on it, and a serial killer just so, whacks it right there, and then it's like some type of Final Destination or Zombieland. Kind of, but you even get the comedy spot with the bing. So it's pretty fun. There's a couple of good cameos that I won't spoil for you as well too. But I think it's a fun movie for this day and age. It's fun for kids and teenagers that well i won't say kids but i'll say teenagers that are into the slasher genre to kind of get their feet wet this is a fun movie that's very relevant today and it has a it has a nice little twist at the end which i would hope that it's going to continue the franchise maybe may not it may just be a one shoot that makes you wonder which i would be okay with as well too like i said guys this, this is not um, a best of podcast ranked by all all the critics in the world. No, no, no. These are our personal favorites. Um, yeah, I love Hellfest. It's very new. It's very, um, it's new and old at the same time, but it's very fun. It's a fun ride, just like the Hellfest rides are. And it's it's like one of these other movies that you you don't really get a get a good sense of. You get a different vibe, but like when you go see it, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I, I'm totally down. It's hard to invest yeah. your time in movies Especially these days. Especially these days for horror, man. We'll get into that later, but um uh definitely uh who's next? Well, speaking about next, what is your number four? So in nineteen sixty three he murdered his sister uh in a day of Halloween when she was seventeen years old. As a boy, uh, later on, years later, 1978, he comes back, escape mental patient. Wow, you're starring this as your number four? You're going to piss a lot of people off. Go ahead. <laughs> um, 1974, he comes back, haunts a babysitter in Hannibal, Illinois. And I think you all know where I'm going with this. Yep. And I wanted to, I wanted to go with the 2008 one, so I was kind of debating Wow, that. Okay. But I will always have a soft spot for the original Halloween. Okay. All right. T- tell us, why do you put the... Because I, I will say that I, I know, I personally know a lot of people that put Halloween not only as their favorite slasher movie, but their favorite movie of all time. So it's why is it... Tops. It's it's my favorite. It's not really one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's a, it's a, it's a definitely a horror classic. It's definitely like a, a fun horror classic that... Uh, was not never supposed to be successful. Was not never supposed to go on and have the, all these uh, other alternative movies. Uh, it was supposed to be a one low budgeted type of movie uh, made by John Carpenter and 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 his low budgeted uh, other crew uh, uh, set aside. And you know the th- difference within the Halloween so it separates Halloween from all these other franchises is that Michael Myers is based on like 
he has a he has a fucking William Shatner mask yeah. made up of a pale it's a, it's a pale face that will haunt anybody especially in the nightmares that will haunt little kids he's the pit as he goes by many names the shape the boogeyman and he this guy is definitely built on destruction um escape mental patient but is now later we get the story of how he gets those powers of how he's he's a, a, the devil walking on two feet in human flesh Michael Myers is a definite force to be recommended. I think the, the original Halloween 1978 version is definitely one hands-on to this day, one of the best Halloweens I've ever seen. Um, it definitely deserves to be on the top five and not the t- top ten. Okay. Um, so the, basically the rundown of Michael Myers escapes uh, in, uh, in a mental patient, uh, mental facility, comes back to haunt. And there's also this marks the debut of uh, 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 Jamie Lee Curtis in their film debut. So a lot of, you get a lot of these actors that, that you see that you witness and some of them start right on in horror movies you yeah know? definitely I, I, even her mother started in, in Psycho the first Psycho I, I think you know this this is a definitely a classic altogether. I think with the, the lore of of Michael Myers and the psychotic nature of him as, as a kid killing it um, killing at, at a young age and then just um, the downward spiral of someone with a quiet obsession I think the film works so well being quiet at times. The I obsession my, of how he can't stop killing. Uh, I, I, I do like the fact that this this movie, I could speak so much about this movie right here, um, but I'll, I'll let you go more into it. But I do like everything from this movie, from um, how quiet Michael is when he first wants to kill something to how deadly he looks. How, creeps, um, how, he, how he creeps up to the people when when the music goes on. Very it's much a the very music silent, itself, like, uh, itself is a great. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty creepy. The music itself is a character in this movie as well, too, favorite, I will say that. How he walks, you know, how he haunts, how he creeps, how he lurks. You know? Um, you know, we have a cousin, Johnny, I'm not sure if he's listening to this podcast, Oof. but he dresses up as Michael Myers Oof, each Halloween does he as well, ever. too. You know, he's six, six foot six of just, like, chaos himself hanging around the Maronick, New York, so you know, shout out former, John. former football player, man. This guy is, is massive. Shout out, Johnny. There you go. Have Love a good you, time. Um, but yeah, um, I think this is a great pick. I think, like I said, I'm surprised you rank it so high up, high up on your on your list. I'm surprised. I want to hear. I if it were know. top ten, that I, I rank it lower, but it definitely deserves to be up there. Okay, just, just I'm very curious to see what your next um, picks are. Yeah, it makes me excited sure. right there. But um, this, yeah, that that that. that Itself, the first Halloween definitely deserves to be up there. It was kind of debatable with the 2008 because the 2008 was referring back to the 40 years later. You know, that's what I like. So, question for you. People have this giant debate. Like, it's either you you love Halloween 1, but you hate the remake of Rob Zombie's Halloween. Why I, do you I, think Rob Zombie's Halloween, it, it could have went, you know, it could have been so much worse. I, I definitely like hands-on like the, the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one will always be okay. It's just the second one uh, did not need to be made. Uh, I think they're, it was very poorly. I think they're talking about the Rob like, Zombie version, right? Yeah, okay. I think it was just like Halloween Two was just like not meant to be made. Got you, got you. Um, yeah, um, I totally agree. Um, that's a great pick right there, Michael Myers, a on a Mount Rushmore. Definitely one of my hands-on favorite killers of all time. Yeah, he on a Mount Rushmore of so serial killers, slasher movies, icons. He's up there. So a great pick right there, man. So my number four, 
I'm gonna still keep it kind of recent. I think, like I say, I think we're in somewhat of a renaissance of um, slasher movies. Hell, even you Halloween think, came. Really? The Halloween came back last year as well too. I, I, yeah, um, I think the, the original slashers are kind of making a way of the comeback because they, you know, who wouldn't want to see re-see, you know, all these guys coming back uh, from one more go. I think that there's more money to be made, but like just do it properly and with all these remakes coming about. Uh, you see the. Right. And no one's like uh, paranormal Black. activity, and all, it's all about paranormal stuff right now. I feel. Well, even Black Christmas—that's a remake as well, too, coming out oh, yeah, as well, that, too. That one. But um, my number four is a recent movie that, honestly, once again surprised the hell out of me. It's a movie that combined two—I want to say—not genres, kind of genres in a way, but it just mixed two things together that shouldn't work whatsoever and mix like Groundhog's Day with Scream in a way and honestly I didn't think it would work but I think with the cast with the comedic timings with the murders that happened and just how fun the marketing is even with the 50 cent go 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 <laughs> it's your birthday this is um happy death day I thought oh happy death day is a fantastic slasher movie it is great for the current times a modern day for this generation yeah it's okay. definitely go getter definitely like i said it, it, com- it combines like scream and groundhogs they all together with with you're not sure who the killer is and the killer could be anybody she's trying just to figure like, it out Ghostface. Ghostface can be anybody exactly and then you know you have the creepy baby, baby mask, mask you know which is like hood, it's know? pretty iconic at this moment in time like there's two movies for it and i think you know this is a movie you know that that made you know a lot of money like it, it made up 125 million dollars yeah, I mean, you know people want to go see it you know I, I i saw it um i didn't think too bad of it you know it's uh, to me it's just i think the characters are, are fantastic they're fully fleshed out you know you have your main character who you already write her off as this like you know sorority girl bitch who does not care about anybody you whatsoever to survive and you go with the story with her, kind of like Bill Murray was in Get Around Hogs Day, where you see him as a douchebag as well, too. And they have to kind of overcome their own uh, insecurities and inconsistencies um, to kind of get back to the next day eventually. And you see this with this movie as well, too. She's trying to figure out who the killer is, but she's also trying to figure out herself. You know, she's becoming a better person. She's meeting new people. And at the same token, while meeting new people and getting to know the other side of somebody's, like, bright side or getting to know a nerd or getting to know, like, you know, a band or whatnot, she has to redo that every single day. So it's like, not only is it a horror slasher movie it's a fantastic movie to like about growth and and just acceptance and and so much more i think this movie like really hits a lot of beats and it's very strong i think it's the comedy aspect is hilarious every time she dies and wakes up she feels that pain waking up and she's like what the fuck and everybody else is like what the fuck around her i think it's like an afterthought like she's she's having a massive hangover yeah yeah because she's portrayed as that party girl so every time she wakes up they think she's having a bad trip and whatnot so (laughs) you know i think um if for anybody who hasn't watched this movie or was kind of like turned off from this movie because it looked too modern for slasher movie or too stupid or too stupid like this is a pleasant surprise it's funny it's scary um has great 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 comedic timing with some unknown actors at one point who are pretty good now right now as far as like the teen dramas go um very fun movie like i said happy death day 2 came out as well too uh earlier this year which is pretty fun but like i said happy death day if you haven't seen it 
it's hilarious it's fun you know um you know these are from the producers of the of get out and the purge and the visit right here this is just like an all-out crazy movie watch it it's fun what is your number three sir Number three would have to be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, wow, that's pretty hot yeah. too. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely definitely has to be up there. That that will definitely be on my top five. Um, okay, right there, right on. Um, it's not just the the pit on on the character of Leatherface itself. It's more like it explains the story, and it's it's a very graphic story of how it it backtracks to based on the knowledge of what I know of of, of Glenn. Uh, who was it? His name? Uh, the serial killer based on the true story, Ed Glenn, right? Mm-hmm. Although the the world itself is very fictional, it takes place prior to like the stories of of what he did. And this guy was just like massive on the on the news in the nineteen sixties, seventies. He murdered countless women. Uh, found many bones, many many uh arteries, many uh headless uh parts of a woman uh stored in his freezer i mean this guy was just like brutalized and gunner hansen came up with this concept of like okay well we'll have like this this deteriorated guy this figure guy be the main killer of what's to come as a as a big like serial killer nobody expected this guy to like even last you know the first movie uh so love the case love faces became like so iconic i think he was one of the starts of what, what slashes were meant of what slashes personified, and a and a and a mainstay slasher and a serial killer, because Leatherface, uh, who who let me tell you something, who would be afraid like who wouldn't be afraid of a guy ch- ch- uh, chasing with a chainsaw? Norman Bates. Yeah, okay, that's, 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 one, that's one thing. Okay, but go that's ahead. He, that was a that was another one, but yeah. like. <laughs> Well, wouldn't want to be afraid like of of a guy chasing you uh, with the with the chainsaw. Mind you, fun fact: this chainsaw was actually there was a real chainsaw actually used in the movie. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, they they used like a natural real chainsaw for the actors. This uh, was low budgeted too. It, nobody expected it to be high gross. This was banned in several different uh, countries, man. This is how bad they ever actually got. And uh, the the director Gunnar Hansen. Uh, Set himself wanted a PG rating and PG thirteen wasn't wasn't around at the time, so he wanted a, a PG rated content for the for the uh for the movie, but it was depicted a rated rated art due to the blood and, and graphic uh, uh scenery and the nudity. I definitely think that like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is another classic. I I I'm very surprised that you put that high on your list as well it too. Had to be. Um, it had to be. um that movie I know has scared people from eating meat. Traumatized people. Now that they're vegans or vegetarians because of that movie. These because guys are actual cannibalistic... Uh, uh, this is a cannibalistic family. Well, not even that. Like, if you even take the, can- the cannibalistic side of the movie out, just like the graphic nature of Leatherface sawing somebody's leg off and putting salt on it or something or like that. Or sawing somebody's face off and putting... Actual a skin face on his face. Yes, or hooking somebody up as well too on on, on you know a hook on a like metal a hook, stag, like a meat stack or something like that. You know, it's 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 crazy. I think that initial scene where you see him open the sliding the door and coming after them, uh, it's it's horrifying. It comes out of nowhere. It's scary as hell. I think um that movie works on so many levels. Go out of nowhere, man. He's definitely a. He's definitely a, a face a force to be reckoned with either because uh, if people see uh, 
know about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was traumatizing. It causes people to like, to like be like have anxiety or something like that. Man, like this this movie like definitely scared the living hell out of a lot of people. What do you see? I mean, we've seen Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw be either remade Countless or redone. Too. Um, do you still think that? That character is still relevant to date. Couldn't it? If we just took, took a seat back and tried to, let's say, make a television series or a Netflix or a Hulu series about Leatherface or a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, do you think that people will still have a a want to watch that? Still, a deep spot for for definitely a killer like that. Um, because Leatherface, uh, it definitely grows on you. You know, people want to definitely tune into you know the. Where where he is now, or it can definitely depend on like a remake of of, of of definitely what they're doing with Michael Myers. It can definitely mainstay of what what happened with the first one, or where he is now, or uh, how what what where the story goes. Because there's t- plenty of countless stories you can tell. Uh, you can go and in, in Texas, uh, uh, with this with this uh, massive killer. You know, I feel like he's still relevant to this day, of how scary he was back then, man. Oh yeah. Especially without, oh, you know, not to go too touchy on today's society, but for everybody, you know, trying to run across a country to hack somebody with a sword or, uh, you know, the mass amount of murders that are happening these days. I think a movie like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is still relevant today. I think the original movie holds so well. I think the grainy nature of it so is well. fantastic. And hell, I even like the the actual remake of it as well, too. I like the 2003 version. The 2003 version, people gave it a lot of shit for it. I don't see I, why. I, 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 you know, definitely enjoyed it just to sit back and watch. I sit, still would sit back and watch that movie because it, 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 uh, it, it was definitely dark, too. You know? Yeah, I, I, they're they're both pretty dark movies, definitely but I, I definitely think the original one, it, it really it, it sets the tone. I think the original one definitely set the bar. It definitely, uh, it sets the bar. You're right about that. I think, it, I, and we're looking at you know seventies and eighties, you know glorify you know um, slasher porn well, movies, slasher almost torture porn movies, man. Like like that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre really is up there. It's crazy, man. I think before that. Like um, obviously there was Psycho. Well, even like you know? even like like a movie like um, Last House on the Left, the original one as well. So the remake is pretty good too. But Last House on the Left is such a like a a traumatizing movie to a lot of people. For real though, um, especially that rape scene. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Val Cisco dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And, of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast, too, with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. 
download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh, whatever is out there, download it. It's freaking phenomenal. You guys won't regret it. Take care. Ciao. It's just very brutal as well, too. But I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre sets up such a high bar in in cringe that every moment you feel cringe, it's not that you're horrified or initially scared. You feel you, for these people you, that are in the movie. Yeah, I, I think it, it really is not knowing what's going to happen. It's not. No, it's not normal, you know. Nope, not just normal. Says, which is what you know we we fantasize about about what horror truly is. Definitely. And def- definitely, when you think of a chainsaw, you think of a Leatherface. You, you definitely think of that that horror that that haunted people throughout throughout this this for decades. No, no, that's why I'm I'm interested to see what your your next few are from here, man. Your next few are from here because those are like some heavy bangers that would be on everybody's number one right there. So I'm interested to see what will happen there. But great pick right there, Texas definitely. Chainsaw Massacre. So let's get into my number three right here. Um, my number three in the 80s, I feel as much as people want to say, well, you know what? I'll say it right here. There's three real killers in the 80s. You can make your points for everybody else, but there's Jason Voorhees. Of course. There's Michael Myers. Of course. And there's Freddy Krueger. Of course. You can make your points across about all these movies and how great these serial killers are, how these slashers are great movies. I was always a Freddy guy. I thought that Freddy Krueger was a perfect blend of fear and comedy that I needed out of a slasher movie. He's what fear would actually replicate. <laughs> and as much as I love the original Wes Craven, um, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street, my favorite out of all the Nightmare series, and will always be my favorite. Like I said, guys, I don't fucking care. This is not like your favorite. This is my favorite right here. Is Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors to me will be the definitive Friday the 13th movie of all time for me. Not only are you getting um, all these great characters coming together from past to old, you're getting, um, I'm sorry, from past to new, you're also getting Freddy Krueger at his highest point right here in 1987. After Nightmare on Elm Street 2, the the filmmakers over there were actually contemplating on not doing this ever again because of the poor results of Nightmare 2. And while Nightmare number 2 is pretty cool, it does the reverse um, trope of instead of a girl damsel in distress, you got to get a guy damsel in distress. And um, there's a lot of allegories in that one right there. That could be for another podcast. Nightmare 3 brings it back to prominence once again. Honestly, with Dream Warriors, you get these characters who actually figure out how to really take on Freddy and in their dreams and having them be the the gods with their own dreams you have characters that become a wizard that become a strong man and battle Freddy in their dreams and it's very fantastical it's very crazy it's very out there it's 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 a really different Freddy Krueger movie it's more of an action slasher if you will but honestly just 
the nature of the kills in this movie are fantastic. Cinematic stunts, you know, all, all what they did to make that that whole entire like movie arc like go, man. That was that was hands on. I feel like that was that should be on the top. Definitely. And then you get like you know the, the the culmination of Nancy's character as well too, who passes it on to Patricia Arquette's character as well too. Um, I think you know when it comes to the kills, when it comes to um, the brutality of this movie, when it comes to even to the jokes as well too. I think it's all really just. It's all really up there, man. I mean, you know. The haunts, the dreams, the dream sequences were very, very vile too. I mean, I, I just, I feel like this is the continuation that everybody wanted when it came to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, we of got course. the initial scare in Nightmare One. Nightmare Two fell off a little bit, but Nightmare Three really pushed the envelope on what Freddy's all about and what he can do and what you can do to what him as well too. So, I mean, like, it's a fun, fantastic movie. Hell, even Nightmare 4, Dream Master, is a, it's a great cult classic. But I think when you look at Freddy Krueger and you ask anybody out there that says, hey, what's your favorite Nightmare movie? Most of them may say Nightmare 1. But I think I'm not in a minority when I say that Nightmare 3, Dream Warriors, <laughs> is the best Freddy Damn Cougar movie out there. I think it has a better cast. I think it has a better kills. I think it has a better fucking soundtrack with Dokken, Dokken, um, just with the Dream Warriors. Like, it's a fucking <laughs> great soundtrack right there. Like, this movie is just great and just, it, it, it really prompts Freddy Cougar into pop culture mainstream from there. Uh, I love it. I love it. I definitely love it too. Um, hands on, like, the Dream Warriors will definitely be a soft spot. What's now, your original, favorite one? And the original, you know, is like the the main uh, the main Freddy Krueger, Robert England. Oh he, yeah. He will always be personified what Freddy, Freddy Krueger is about. Do you have a specific Freddy Krueger movie that you like the most? I mean, I'm, one number one will always be one of my top, but three, three is definitely up there. The new nightmare. New um, nightmare is not is not bad. It's pretty bad solid. All, you know, Freddy versus Jason. No, uh, that's I, you. I, I, I definitely like the Freddy versus Jason. Number you like one. the soundtrack? It was, it was, it was, yeah, <laughs> it was the WWE like mashup. You know? oh, I can't stand it. Was, that movie. It was it was so funny. I, I, it was funny on my part. It was not one of the definite best, no, but like it that, was definitely like that's your generation right there. I understand that. I I totally understand that. <laughs> Um, so let's get down to the nitty gritty right here. What is your number two? You see, number two will have to be Signs of the Lambs. Wow, okay. Okay, interesting. I wouldn't... Okay, very cerebral, but go ahead. I want to hear this. Uh, so Anthony Hopkins himself, uh, I wouldn't recognize him as like one of those guys that would be into horror or anything like that because he's, he's so... Uh, Originally, he was like what, like depicted in like what, uh, uh not I, I want to say mystery thriller, but more the of him being a, like a main lead like of, a, of a slasher, uh, yeah, a Shakespeare, Shakespearean type of type yeah. of guy, um, very very uh dark and gritty, like he's like another Edgar Allan Poe, you know. But he told he told a de- definite like graphic story of what. Hopkins could definitely do because Anthony Hopkins' uh, portrayal as Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. will definitely like like <laughs> it definitely it scars me to this day. Right. So what is it about? Because I know people will argue that they either like Science of the Lambs or like Hannibal. So I think you know, people that have been telling me about Dragon was some of their fa- one of their favorites. Still. Red Dragon is my favorite out yeah. of all of them. But go ahead though. Uh, the, no, the the first one is I and I hands down Hannibal is like definitely up there too. I like Hannibal too as well. 
Um, but Silence of the Lambs is something about that when it was introduced, like when it was brought out there, he just like definitely yeah, Jodie like, Foster yeah, at, at her best right Jody there. Jodie Foster, like definitely that was that was definitely like her the stage of her peak, you know, about these movies because she uh, knew how to control them. She was just like wiping material up to him, but she didn't favor that because she thought he was a creep. You know, she liked to she liked to toy around with his band. She was definitely good for that role. So let me challenge you on this. What makes Hannibal Lecter more sadistic than Leatherface or Michael Myers? He is very intellectual. Okay. He hands down uh, like Jigsaw that likes to play and and play games with people. He's very manipulative. Okay. With his kills, whenever he strikes, nobody would would see it coming. He's like a slithering snake. Okay. This guy is as a as a psychologist for Christ's sake, a doctor. Helps trying to help patients, and he's he's insane. He's he goes out of insanity too. I, 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 nothing nothing beats a bad uh, doctor uh, going insane and, and and eating people, just for the hell of it. Just just a normal guy you'd think uh, just having a good decent meal, but you see that meal, uh, fried brains. Uh, yes, human carpaggio. Yeah. Corpses like fingers, whatever you will. This guy did it all. Uh, he he ate a brain of a man just just to just to feed on it. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hannibal Lecter is very sadistic. Um, very calculative, very cerebral. He's someone that he's 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 a thinking man's killer. He knows what he's doing too. You know. I do like the relationship with him and Jodie Foster in this movie as well too. It's I just, think it's just chemistry right there. It, it, they have fantastic chemistry, which. I think um, I forget what what's her name in the second movie in Hannibal. Uh, it's it's gonna wrap me in, in in the back of my head in a few. But I thought that Jodie Foster's chemistry was was ten times better, and and I I like that movie a lot. I really do. And there's yeah, there's this is one of these new like uh, mysterious like type of thrillers that you just like sense like a like a Sir Anthony Hopkins being in it. Okay, you want to view that? You know, you want to see what he can do in this horror movie. He definitely like made the role like iconic. That, that would be my favorite Hannibal the Cannibal. Oh, definitely. And, I, you know, when people say that, you know, they love Red Dragon like I do. I love Red Dragon. Oh, but um, you get a lot of Red Dragon in, in the original Silence of the Lambs. Uh, whether it's a hero, hero and then um, my man with the, with the pizza face, you know, getting dropped down and, and whatnot. The, the thing like, is, like, he helped solve other crimes, you know. It was the, the whole mainstay of the movie was not a hero. It was to solve another murder. Yeah, it de- definitely. Like with, with Science of the Lambs, you're playing on so many, so many beats right there. Like, uh, it 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 serves many purposes in the horror genre. And that's why I, I'm not sure if it's actually a slasher, but I could see it as a slasher definitely. movie as well too. Um, I um I love Eddie Hopkins in that movie. Yeah. So, besides that, besides if you if you take um Hannibal out, if you if you really had to, to like choose between Hannibal, let's say Leatherface, and Michael Myers, in let's say a four block radius that they had to kill each other, who would win? Michael. Really? Michael would definitely win. Uh, there's, there's just a first off, uh, for a way for these for these killers to get in a way with each other, they have to know like a killer instinct. Like Batman should know like who Captain America is. If they were to ever cross over, Hannibal would definitely. I don't know. Hannibal, you know what? Hannibal will probably be like the main like 
uh, the mainstay of the whole entire uh, of all of them. Right. Just because it knows a sense of like how to stop them. But even with Michael Myers, just one slip, that's it. Julianne Moore, that was a person in Hannibal. Uh, she plays a Jodie Foster character. Yeah, Leatherface is killable because he would just like freak out and, and just like cause a, a chaos, chaotic scene. All right. Giving them like a, like a easier way for for them to for them to slash them. I can see that. I can see that. Well, let's get into my number two. We're really getting down to the wire right here. Um, I know people are wondering, like, wow, like Halloween was high on your list. That was high on your list. And Frank, you don't even have any classics on your list. What's going on over here? Well, guys, prepare to even be more disappointed with my picks right here. Because I have another recent horror movie in the last decade that, to me, could have been my number one. And I was going back and forth as this being my number one or my number two because it takes the slasher horror genre and turns it upside down, literally, and turns into a fucking spectacle in the last 10 minutes of this movie. Um, this movie was directed by Josh Whedon. If you don't know Josh Whedon, he is the, um, um, the showrunner for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel Hell. He was even the director for Avengers Age of Ultron. He is a guy that really just loves the torture aspect of certain movies as well, too. Great comic book artists as well, too. Josh Whedon created this wonderful movie, this America horror comedy um, that came out in 2012, um, starring Chris Hemsworth for no, uh, yes, Chris Hemsworth, you know, Richard Jenkins, uh, Jesse Williams, um, Anna Hutchinson. This movie is called Cabin in the Woods. I love Cabin in the Woods because it really flips what the slasher beat is takes the, the prototypical teenage kids My teenage typical kids so the, you got the stoner the, the stoner the jock, the jock the, the virgin girl, girl. Oh, you know yes like everybody that you know in these movies are in this movie and they get there and it's a typical cabin in the woods and you know they're picking rooms they're getting late they're getting high all the beats go down and then five minutes into this fucking movie you're like this is kind of weird what's going on here and you notice that this whole thing is being simulated by a government agency that are betting on people dying and i love this fucking fact because if this was true people would do it for today people would gamble with people's lives they do they already do gamble with people's lives but the fact that like it's just so mundane at first but then so exciting toward the end like you're getting oh this movie is just it plays on different beats like hey like um um human resources says that you know they're gonna find like uh, the necronomicon and you're gonna get killed by deadites like you get like so many pop culture references from killers in here you get like a ghost face reference you get the necronomicon reference you get zombies you get um um um, ghouls and goblins you get fucking the the scary clown from it in a way as reference as well too a fucking mermaid is is reference yeah, as all the references you, you, even that that saw guy with the with the yes circle uh, with the, the reference pinhead yes hellraiser. yes yes the hellraiser is like reference even though they couldn't use a license a character like yeah. you get a hellraiser-esque kind of ca- character in this like and 
just even to take that aside, it's just so fun that you're seeing like, okay, um, everything's simulated. Like the student will go down to the basement. If he goes down to the basement, he's going to find something that's going to trigger um, a zombie to come out and get him. Or if like the horny couple goes out to the lake, then you're going to see like the crazy serial killer come out there with the, with the axe and try to get them. Like everything is, is meticulously done for these people to die. Mm-hmm. And toward the end, spoiler alert, it gets turned upside down, and the people who are watching the simulated performance, all these fucking demons and, and monsters and everything get let loose in this facility, and it is a masterpiece of slasher goodness in this. Like, everything is happening on all cylinders. Everything is going crazy on all cylinders. There's death. There's mayhem. There's SWAT teams trying to k- fucking kill a banshee. There's a fucking mermaid that swallows somebody at one point. Like, there's a unicorn that stabs somebody. It's, <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. There's a unicorn that kills somebody. Like, you're not gonna get that in any fucking movie. Like, no. this movie, like, and, uh, even plays with the trope with um who's actually the virgin in this movie as well too like that 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 kind of gets flipped people haven't seen us see this movie because it's great i don't want to spoil too much it's hilarious but i wouldn't put it on my top two top five honestly because it it really it really flips the slasher genre on its head and pokes fun of it it pokes fun of it in a way that like a spoof well Almost because you know what there's a I, and I probably guarantee this is your number one, but it, it probably does. Um, if it's not correct me, I'm okay with that. But it does what Scream did in 1992, where it took the horror genre and it spoofed it in a serious matter, but it spoofed it. The same way with this, I felt like Cabin Woods took the the slasher. Um, Slasher porn, freaking torture. But oh, wouldn't a scary movie do that? The piss down parodies of, of other horror. Movies? But that was a comedy yeah. only, though. But that was not like, a slasher. We're talking about horror, yeah. Yeah, that's that, this is actually a horror slasher. Same a, thing with Scream. Yeah, but Scream. parodies like all these other references of other horror movies that you see typically. Exactly, yeah. it does parody some of them, but in a serious manner. So it's like when like. Uh, zombies come out, they're not like, ooh, here's my dick, I'm gonna kill you, like the Wayne's Brothers. No, it's like fucking, <laughs> like, I am gonna stab you in the throat and you will die right now. Like, it's scary. There's scary aspects to this movie. And even the, 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 the crux of this movie is like, you're killing people to serve an ultimate god that is gonna kill you if you don't kill other people. Like, there's so much in this movie. And fucking Sigourney Weaver's in the last five minutes of this movie too, spoiler alert. Like, it's crazy it's crazy it's unpredictable and you when you think you have it figured out it slaps you in the face and says haha there you go i love this movie this movie to me could have been my number one because it's so different and i love different movies yeah hands on hey so what is your number one shockingly enough it ain't scream but scream would definitely be hands on like on my top 10 again uh it would have to be hills have eyes Okay, all right. Hills Have Eyes is your number one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Tell me more. In different reasons. The original uh, or the remake? No, no, the original. <laughs> then the okay. Remake, the remake was shit. Uh, I feel like you, can, you, can't, you can't just make a sequel with this one. This one just should have been one and done because it's just, just how good it was. It's, it ended it on a high note from top to bottom. It was just like you would never expect like when you go on a camp base or, or, or a military base of... of just a ground unit in the middle of nowhere. Uh, go on top of a mountain, you see all these freaks, these these mutated uh, uh, 
uh, people uh, with axes and, and different type of weaponry uh, just mangling and, and brutally beating down like all these innocent people uh, taking them in and, and just like gouging them you know eating them chewing them whatever man these guys were like this is a group of, of cannibalistic like a family uh, and it was just like what the fuck? What did you expect? You okay. Know, this, the unpredictability is what you expect because they can pop out of nowhere and just haunt you down like, like, bam, like you're dead. So what does what what is it about this movie that makes it like number one for you? Like, I want to hear that passion. What what why above all above Halloween above Scream above Texas Chainsaw? I could have anything, but this one was just like it, it, I loved being scared when I was uh, and I, that that definitely like like definitely did it. That's what it was. That was, they left a number on I, my page, and it just like solidified like wow how how, and it was different at the time too. Like it, um, when was this movie made? Like nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, definitely like one of the hand, uh, mainstays of uh, what a slasher personifies. Definitely, um, and what you see like later on. I mean, this is definitely a crazy horror movie. It I mean, was. you have it directed and edited by Wes Craven. Um, it traumatized a lot of people. You know, so I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. I mean, I would recommend it for everybody so, to watch because right, right, right. it's <laughs> because I, I think this, along with Last House on the Left, along with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, those are like they kind of mess me up. Are movies that will literally mess you up, and I think. Uh, when people love this movie a lot, like I love this movie a lot as well too. I I love it because, um, it could be real. Could like as a person that lives in Arizona right now, you know, you have a massive desert and you never know what could happen to you in you the know, desert. You know what could pop up. Um, so, so it's something like something similar to that that those happenings. It, it definitely is an allegory for the nuclear testing in New Mexico as well too, and the the pro typical um, the nuclear family that had had everything you know fancied and had all the the um, the the house and the garden set and this and was, this was one by far one of West Craven's. Uh, all time, all my all time, less craven favorites. It it really um has to deal with you know you know the bomb threats of the sixties and you know hide under your desk and you know the the Russians are gonna come and get us and Terrorists, it yeah. it wasn't the Russians yeah. it, was no, us. it was us <laughs> it was us that fucked everything up right there and that's still relatable to today as well too maybe not with the bombing scares no. but I will say with just like what we eat and what we intake in our lives we drink believe me what you know you, what you see it's what, like what you get poisoning yourself and I could definitely see this movie still being relevant today. Um, I definitely see like so much in this movie that can fuck somebody up, whether it's the cannibalistic nature of how they're eating people. Yes, just how they're eating people, the sadistic nature and the kills. What um, do I need a piece of men's meat ever again? You know, there, 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 there's a lot of really hard parts of this movie to watch as well too um, and in some cases like um, it's not specifically based on a true story but it's no. influenced on certain stories of people getting lost and Kidnapping. being killed yep um, this movie it's, it's it's a great movie I even I, I know you it's, said the remake is, sh- is shit yeah. but I do like the remake uh, but re- this is one of Wes Craven's finest man like kudos to him D. Wallace you know good director too uh Definitely the, the one of my top choices right there. That's it, there were seven breath takeaways. One of them was the was the was this was just the one that generated popular popularity in front of the slashers and what Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, and Halloween did uh, further on. 
No, definitely, it's just definitely. A piece of the puzzle. Uh, if if you're a person that loves Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it does follow some of those beats of the Campbell House. It's definitely similar to that, but they they take their own spinoff and, and definitely, definitely, it's more graphic and more vile and more sadistic. Yep. These killers are definitely like hands on on like you definitely would not meet your definite uh, natural serial killer next door. Any honorable mentions? Thousands of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, Scream. Uh, the rest of the Saw franchise, uh, Black Christmas, uh, Silent Hill, um, uh, what's that one, uh, The Ring. Yeah, well, I said Ring Slasher. It's Ring's not Slasher, is it? No. It's not Psycho. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, same here, honorable mentions, it definitely went into Psycho. Uh, I know people will go crazy. A lot of people say that Psycho should be number one. Halloween should be number one. Um, I will say that I didn't put Halloween or Psycho Child's as number play. one. Child's Play is an honorable mention. I do love Child's Play a lot. It was going to be on my list. Um, Halloween, I, I do love Halloween. Um, I will say this. I love the Halloween franchise, but I was not in love with it, I, too. I, you see, the Halloween franchise was what like corrupted me because, honestly, I, I, they could have done so much with this. Halloween From Halloween 3 to Halloween, let's say, 5 or 6. This is another debatable topic, but there, there are just so many. People do like those movies, though. They, I know they, I have, they, they I have great friends that, that do love Halloween like going all the way to H2O. Some of the stories make absolute sense and they were just they were just rushing the whole entire project. I feel like they could have just did a continuation with it. Halloween 2 was okay, but um, since they furthered in the story of making Lois Stroyd his, his sister, yeah. it was just like, it was a child's act right there. I mean, was, I don't know. I was just, I, I, I felt like the two separate uh, ones were the scariest because, you know, he had him stalking the babysitter and they didn't know each other. You just no, right. Him, like like going through it. And like I said, Halloween's a movie that I, I I do like the franchise, but I don't love it to to the extent Halloween where I need to put it. Halloween H2O was definitely one of my favorites too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Don't take it. I had I had it. You like Halloween H2O, but you don't like Halloween two. Halloween two was okay. It was not like one of my personal favorites, but you like the Halloween Josh Hartnett. H2O will definitely yeah, will definitely be on there. Halloween <laughs> right. Resurrection, no. I about this. I was about to drop kick if you said Halloween no, that, Resurrection. No, that, 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 that's what killed the whole entire. Wasn't that with Buster Rhymes doing like yeah, the break dancing? Yeah, and. No. Okay, I'm good. Um, another um, mention to me, um, I, I do I do like the Scream franchise. Um, it's a fun franchise for me as well too. Um, one that um, was gonna go on my list, but I stopped myself as well too, and I don't know why um, because I do love this movie a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, definitely is the Strangers. I think the Strangers is a fantastic movie as well. The Strangers, too. yeah. It's creepy. It's it's it's. If, if it was a top ten, Strangers would have been in there as well too, because it's based on real events. So that makes it even more scarier. Uh, there are people, even uh, people coming in the cabins. You know, there have been yeah. like several kidnappings. Well, that's murders, why I like Cabin so, yeah. Woods. <laughs> um, you know, but those are my honorable mentions right there. My number one um, is honestly in my top five favorite movies of all time as well too and it is one of my top this is my number one slasher it's a great horror movie it's a sequel too and to me sequels don't necessarily live up to expectations i feel like i think this movie surpassed expectations i think this movie turned the first movie upside down fully fleshed out characters 
And it harkens back to all the movies we just mentioned, whether it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hills Have Eyes, you know, um, Last House on the Left, things of that nature. It's a love letter to a lot of those movies. Ha, it's hard to say that it's a Hell love Razor letter. Is definitely another honorable mention. Uh, and it's hard to say in a, in a, in a br- brutal movie like this that you're going to put love letters, but this movie is a love letter to that style of filmmaking. Um, I love it from the filmmaker himself. I think he is... He has an eye and a knack for this genre, and you can see all you want about his films, and whether you like it or not, whether they're torture porn, whether it's just for his own amusement itself, whether he puts his friends in his movies, I don't care. I think from start to finish, this movie, to me, is the perfect slasher movie, and I don't care if anybody fucking agrees with me or not, because it's my list. This movie is 2005's The Devil's Rejects. Huh, yeah. I think um, Rob Zombie is an incredible director. He's a great director. I'm I do talking. love the 2008 Halloween movie. I, I I think it's a masterpiece. I I that was gonna be on my list as well too. The 2007. 2007. One? It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a it's a it's a masterpiece. I think it's 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 a great. It's it's it's, 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 it's a little bad. bit. It's, it definitely told a different origin. Of it's a little Myers. bit of a departure from the first movie on some points, but I think the brutality is there for Michael Myers. I think it's oh, yeah, it's overt it's brutality. But um, I do love that movie. I think in this movie right here, like I said, it, it plays on so many different things. It has like the brutality of Chex- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a part where oh, there's a different similarities to that, you know. To the well, there's a part yeah. where um, uh, you know, uh, Sid Haig, you know, literally cuts Sid somebody. Ha- Sid Haig is like hands on one of my he favorite horror actors. Cuts somebody's face off and doesn't put it. On, well, he puts it on himself for a second, but then he puts it on a girl and makes her run outside. And gets hit by a fucking. It's truck. like so fucking traumatic right there like that part alone is it's gory it's 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 captivating um there's there's parts where there's kidnappings and you're trying to root for these people um that really want to make it and i really want to make it like you're rooting for them they give it like it's too much of uh, oh there's yeah but like they they don't and and the way that they don't it's the way that he died you know a person gets shot you see their brain splatter you know um there's stabbings there's brutal killings by bones and fucking poles um i think everybody's character um it, it is is so captivating i think very sh- graphic too. i think sherry moon zombie sherry is great moon baby you know her character is, is hands-on she's a slutty i think she's, she's but she's definitely like uh she's maniacal something something vicious about her yeah she's very she's maniacal crazy uh i think uh sid haig is is just the best part about this sid movie Haig always does he has a lot of sense of humor in this he always has a dark sense of humor which I like, which is what he, which is what he, he's always. Uh, and rest in peace, Sid Haig as well too, man. He didn't die. Yes, he did. He just died. Yeah, Sid Haig has died, man. When you've been living under a rock, bro. Really? Yes, sir. I did not know that. Sid Haig did die. You know, fantastic. Oh man, act. he just died September twenty. 20- wow, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Rest in peace, Sid Haig. Yes, yeah, Sid Haig it, it was the best part of this movie, from the the offbeat comedy to the dark humor to, you know, the character of Captain, Captain Spaulding, Spaulding. You know, he donned that character. Um, well. From House of a Thousand Corpses to this movie right here, he was great. And then of course the upcoming Three and from Hell movie, feature, uh, the Three from Hell. Three from Hell was really his last uh, portrayal as a character. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward. And then even like the brutality of um, Bill Mosley's character, I think, you know, yeah, Bill Mosley sleeping with with other dead corpses. Yes, like this movie is like really fucked up. This movie is really messed up. This movie, like I said, is a love letter to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, to Last House on the Left, and and just it, it, it really 
hits on all cylinders of these these three psychopaths running from the law and in some way somehow and i don't care who feels a certain way about this rob zombie makes these characters who are just evil incarnate just evil incarnate he makes them hey what's going on everybody it's your boy val have you ever thought about starting your own podcast when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? Where do I find background music? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? Where do I find advertisers? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And best of all, it's a hundred percent free and a hundred percent ridiculously easy to use. I know about you guys, I love podcasting. For those who have been following me, I've been doing this for about a good couple of years. When I switched over to Anchor, it was easy to use, fun to use, and I gotta say it's been the best experience for me podcasting. So if you always wanted to start your own podcast, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast, and I can't wait for you guys to join the community known as Anchor. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao. And, you know, this movie is just so crazy, and like I said, it it, it, it makes you feel empathy for these characters because they're they're in that convertible. Yeah, and it's bittersweet. It, it is very bittersweet that you actually, you, in some fucking way, you're rooting for them rooting to get away. Yeah. In some way, he I makes you turn. And, you know, they go full on with, you know, handguns and shotguns in that convertible. And they go straight down to these cops with Freebird blasting. And they're getting shot up and these cops are shooting them. They're shooting these cops. They're getting their licks in. And it just ends on that notion right there of like a spaghetti western street fight happening. And it is literally, to me, one of the best pieces of art and cinema that I have seen in a long time. For any movie... That is definitely... Rob Zombie is definitely created with these types of movies. To me, this is Rob Zombie's best movie. Um, I think for any director that you can make somebody change their emotion about a, a crazy character and make them see a, a decent side or okay side of them or or some some good in them whatsoever... Um, to not want them die or not want them get arrested, like you're a master, masterful filmmaker. And that's just me. That's just my two cents on it, and that's why it's my favorite movie. Hands slasher on, movie. Rest in power. I said, hey, rest in to you, sir. Uh, hands on, one of my my favorites of all time. Of horror, man. He definitely, definitely solidified. Uh, uh, Captain Spaulding. Was in other few ones that I forget, but yeah, man, he was he was definitely like hands on a pioneer. Uh, uh, fucking DDPs and those rejects, man. Oh man, they Trejo, um, they're like uh, bounty hunters. There's like, good, there's a good casting in that movie. Yes, um, there is, bro. Like, it's it's such a fucking crazy movie. Like, it, it you know what it reminds me of? Dust till dawn. When you see um Quentin and George Clooney yeah, that, take that, that. Dust till dawn will always be one of my favorite uh, horror. Uh, uh, it's a great vampire movie. But like, yeah. um, when you see them on Our the comedy. road, yeah. like kidnapping people, like it reminds me of that. But this takes it to the fucking next I level where it should have been. Of, like what the fuck? Yes. You know?
So yes, I love this movie. I'm driving, dropping f bombs all over the place, but this is you know a radar. That's podcast. how captivating it is because it, it motivated us, like it, it inspired us to watch it. You know. Yeah, so if anybody it, who know? hasn't seen you know um, House of Thousand Corpses, watch it. It's a great movie too. Beware for violence, brutality, and nudity, and and a lot of uh, torture. So if you're into that stuff. Believe me, this will be a hands-on fa- uh, all-time favorite movie of all time. Yeah, that, I think that's all, all, all the makings of a great... House of a Thousand Courses is all-time fun. Uh, it has a, a lot of things to, to look forward to and, a lot, and to see. Yeah. Um, just not them. It's just like everything in between. Well, man, I think that kind of wraps us up right here. I think, um, are you surprised that none of like, the main people are on my list besides maybe Freddy? I'm surprised that Kevin of the Woods. That's that's questionable, but I can see why you, you you like the different outtake of it. I like movies that surprise me. Yeah. I um. You definitely you definitely like want things to like take to a different level. I do. I with my, with my kind of horror or my slasher movies, I don't like that much predictability unless it's something that's a love letter. And I think like Hellfest is very much a love letter. Um, to slasher movies of of the seventies and eighties, and I definitely think that House of I'm sorry, Devil's Rejects is a love letter to the seventies as well too. And I, I, I those I could give a pass for, but if it's mindless killing, like that's why I really don't like Jason movies that much because I feel like most of it is mindless killing. Most of it was the same thing over and over again. Pretty uh, much, like besides like one to three, those like probably the the, the best. They would always be my favorite. Out of all it was not your list. It wasn't your list, but it's a definite, it would definitely be on my top ten. All right, yeah, I can see that. Three could be on my top ten as uh, well too. Also, um, Jason, Jason lives. Yeah. Uh, part one, part two. You know, definitely up there. Yeah, man, I, I definitely think that that slasher or horror itself is very subjective. So everybody will have their own personal opinion on certain things. I know. Love other different types of uh, different movies of horror, but our opinion does not matter yeah. to your opinion. Like everybody's right in that aspect, right there. Uh, I like I said, I do like the Halloween movies. I know it would have been or Psycho. Those, would, but they don't have a personal connection to me. Um, hell, even like Silence of the Lambs, I love Red Dragon yeah. more than than that. Yeah. But so that's just our personal opinion. So guys, don't get too pissed off. That's just our how we yeah, see you things. You criticize us, you can harsh us down, but like seriously, uh, this is what we think of what we feel like uh, generates us. You know. Well, Dan, you've been an awesome guest. Um, I know you don't have any social media to plug, so I'll plug this podcast right here. I know this podcast was once called Sideshow Conversations. I kind of wanted to put a fresh coat of paint on it and change up the name and give it more of a pop culture reference right here. And that's why we called it Pop Culture Fanatics, because we are fans of everything in pop culture, whether it's movies, video games, uh, sports entertainment, you name it, that's in the pop culture genre. We're talking about it. So um, I hope you guys do love the name change and um are still on the ride all the same shows are gonna happen nothing to watch you know nothing to game you know um uh, pop five as we're doing right now and everything that usually i do on this podcast will stay relatively the same um just a little bit more on overdrive now trying to kind of kicking the pedal to the metal if you if you say it that way um so pop culture fanatics you can find us on um spotify you can find it on the apple podcast you can find it on stitcher and of course on anchor um i will always tell it anchor because it's the easiest way to make your podcasting um at the tip of your fingertips so yeah um definitely try it out yes definitely try it out it's pretty fun um and of course pop culture fanatics is also on facebook by the same name and you can also find it on instagram at pop pop culture fanatics um dan do you have any last words before we let this go 
stay safe, but be horrified. Stay safe and be horrified. I do like that, you know. If you're a fan, always stick it to the next level. Be a fanatic. Later. Happy Halloween.